What's up, everyone? This is Gabe Jones coming at you from the Into Final Space Discord server studio. Um, long, long, um, but very, very exciting. Um, we have our own Discord server now, uh, and we're going to be doing these little live kind of raw audio uh, AMA sessions, hopefully with uh, a few of the crew from Final Space. Um, I kind of thought of this is like a nice reliever for the... Uh, the bad that's going on in the world right now uh something you guys can listen into and uh just kind of be a part of uh you can either join us live um, like we're doing today we get several people that are coming to ask questions um or you can listen to it as i guess you're listening to now um at the point that i've put up this episode um but yeah this is into final space we have devo joining us today super super excited um he's just hopped in here how you doing, Diva? And he's hopped out. <laughs> like I said, raw audio. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're about to get started. Um, I think I'm going to drag Tinies in here, who is our server mod. Hi, Tinies. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so uh, this is also Tinies, who uh, is going to be kind of my right hand, along with uh, Dan, who helped create the server. Um, very, very thankful to them for helping me get this going, get this started. Um, Devo's hopped in here, but we're not hearing him yet. Um, but yeah, some, some general podcast announcements, uh, season three is working. It's underway. Um, almost done with pairing and everything. Uh, you'll get a full list on the socials, hopefully very soon. So make sure you're following into final space. Um, but yeah. Um, Tiny, how are you? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, we're just waiting for Devo to get loaded up. Um, I guess we'll start muting people and dragging them into the studio. Uh, mute and drag. Um, but yeah, so that's what we'll be we'll be doing today. Uh, is just having folks ask questions, um, you know, have a good time and, you know, enjoy some, yeah. some talking about Final Space. But yeah, so we got, uh, several people in today, um, I'm going to have them muted until they're they're ready to ask questions. And we got some questions queued up from folks that were not able to join us for the actual chat. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited. I'm super glad everybody's here. Um, we're just waiting for Devo to get started. Um, and uh, we'll get kicking. We'll get going. Um, but yeah, yeah. Season three inches away for the podcast. Um, we've got some really fun stuff coming up, um, including, and I'll Hello. make the announcement here. Ah, here we have Devo. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I'm so sorry. I was having issues with my uh, my setup. You were absolutely fine. But uh, now I'm all situated and ready to rock and roll. Um, yeah. What's going on, everyone? How's it going? Yeah. So uh, our little setup we got going here, we're, we've got uh, everybody muted, and then we're going to get them to shoot in their questions, and then uh, 
You can chat for a little bit and then we'll switch on over to the next person. Okay, cool. I realized that I was talking the whole time and uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hear a single word that I was saying. So I had a whole essay that I threw out at you guys. <laughs> I was wondering why nobody was responding. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, do you want to repeat your essay? What was your essay about? Yeah. Give us your thesis. Um, uh, it, w- it, w- it, w- it really wasn't that important. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. Wait. Um, You're good. No, I was just, uh, I was just saying how, um, you know, I was excited about this. I, I asked you, you said someone else helped you set up this, uh, this channel, right? Oh uh, yeah. Tiny's right yeah. here. So, whoa, tiny. Hi, hi, tiny. Yeah. Did I have that hi. right. Okay, great. Okay. Sweet. Um, I, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I only really use Discord in small batches. Yeah. So probably why I'm kind of, um, kind of slow at this <laughs> when it comes <laughs> You're to good. Kind of, it's it's hard not I, to use I, Discord I in small batches. I try not to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. So we are going to jump into it. We got a question from Maddie. I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute first, and uh, y'all can y'all can chat for a second. Cool. Hi, Maddie. Hey. Hey, what's Maddie. going on? Hey, how you doing? I am pretty excited to ask this question. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, ask away, please. Okay, so here it is. Um, so when you first started working on Final Space, what were your first impressions of the original character designs for it? Oh, <sighs> uh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think... Um, you know, I, I've this is probably the third, fourth thing that I've worked on where the um, the show kind of started in this really um, rough state, and uh, it, and it's you know the great thing about it is a lot of these um, you know a lot of these pilots that are made for for YouTube and just made for um, the purposes of selling an idea, not necessarily like the end all be all like what the show should look like. Um, it, it, it's always influenced by something or it, it always starts from some, some idea. And I know Olin had a bunch of different, you know, kind of iterations of the idea. Um, but I always, I always really liked his approach to storytelling in Western animation, you know, and I, I've been working in animation you know, for 20 years now, I'd say a little bit over 20. And um, in children's television and in just adult animation a lot of the times. And it's always interesting to see kind of how both sides of animation approach like their storytelling. But I always thought Olin was interesting because he he didn't really, you know, he didn't have like necessarily an animation background, which, you know, there's a lot of creators in animation that are kind of like that. You know, especially in adult animation, there's so many just like comedians and just writers that have an idea for something. And because they, you know, have notoriety, it's easier for them to kind of get their foot in the door with creating. But I think Olin, you know, he's he's such a genuine storyteller and has so many different kind of approaches to doing it, whether it's comedy or drama. And that's something I've always been really interested in, is both like comedy and, and the drama aspect of just film and, and storytelling. So to see kind of like a, a dramatic approach to a show 
because he had that whole i forget if it was like the intro or the outro i haven't seen the pilot in a long long time but the outro had that sort of like almost like hbo style of um of uh title sequences that i thought was really interesting or like battlestar galactica you know had all these references to sci-fi that i really liked but, but not like poking fun of it trying to be cool and serious about it at the same time which i thought was funny but i always thought it was cool that you know like a lot of western animation is so you know like like family guy kind of approached and a lot of that it has to do with you know the economics of of making a show you know as as awesome as it would be to kind of experiment with different um you know, design approaches to things. It's um, it's a little bit tougher when when you have to move a lot quicker and you have to get everybody that's going to be working on the show time to to be on the same page. So that's why I, I feel like a lot of the shows, especially in primetime, all kind of look look the same. But I, I think the approach, you know, after seeing you know his pilot was like, what would I want to see? as like an adult animated comedy, because you already have, you know, you already have your Futuramas, your, your Rick and Morty's people are going to immediately, you know, um, um, pull references from, or, you know, say, Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that same sort of thing. So it's like, like how do, how do we final space stand out from those like obvious since and I and I I always thought it would be cool if we just push the drama aspect of it, like push almost in the sense of how film noir and um, just sci-fi storytelling and film is kind of told. Well, we could kind of try to be a little bit more um, organic with the stuff, and you know, a lot of the things that were in the pilot do similar things that shows like Rick and Morty, which. Um, and, and just like, you know, shows like that in general that, you know, I had to figure out how to, how to take different approaches, but kind of making sure that we could do this, these big ideas economically. So it's, you know, with like, my feeling was that the, the overall style was, was very simplified, very, um, but the ideas were there. I, I thought it was very pastel-y, the colors a little bit too like washed out a lot of the times and the characters just didn't really seem very um, interesting other than, you know, Gary and um, cake, which, you know, Mooncake, as everyone knows, hasn't changed at all, but, but every character has changed since the pilot from season one to season two. Um, um, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That totally does. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I, I think the main thing though is that you have so many challenges. Especially, you know, that was my first. This is Final Space is my first art directing gig, and I I've always wanted to be an art director. Um, I've been a character designer for a long time, um, and I've also just done comic books and just my own artwork and my own shows that I want to sell and uh, makes <laughs> at some point in my career. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's always tough, especially when it's your first gig, you know, as a as an art director to try to, you know, not necessarily make a difference in sci-fi animation storytelling, but try to do something different and fun. 
And yeah. every 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 season, I've tried to push the show in a direction that is a little bit in its own world. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I I love the show specifically for that. Yeah, yeah, and you'll notice, like, especially when I'm like trying to experiment with this season, um, is you know we're trying to take a, a bigger horror approach to this stuff, and which means you know we get to try a lot of like really cool, interesting approaches to just being dramatic, you know, and and um. I'm, I've been a big fan of like Mike Mignola and um, just comic book art in general that I, I wanted to push more like film noir, dark shadows, just really creepy. And Ben, you know, our supervising director, Ben Bajelajek, he's like super cool cat that just loves like really cool messed up <laughs> sci-fi and uh, anime uh, or just like super cool kind of um, storytelling that's a, a little bit out there. And so he's really trying to push the show in, in a different direction that's a little bit more meaningful. And in, especially in the storytelling aspect now, you're, you're definitely going to see a, a pretty big change this time around. But in a good way. Really good way. I am very excited for that. Thank you so much for answering my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah anytime yeah thank you maddie hey, well, no problem yeah and i think i think we we talked about when uh when we were doing the i guess it was season two in review um that you even tried to make like just little minor changes over the season just when it came to those characters specifically yeah you know um it's a, a big a big obvious change for me just being a character designer is um you know, I, I think the thing that I thought from the, the pilot, going back to the pilot, was a, like structurally, the, the characters didn't feel like they had weight and weren't um, like some of the ideas could have been simplified. Because the thing is that I try to make the character designs um, as, as simple as possible. Because as an animator, and I used to be an animator just starting in my career, um, I'd always like to animate, you know, things that were more simplified just because it gives the animator more opportunity to have fun with the character rather than just like adding tons of stuff all over the character, the pattern pockets, just tons of stuff that animator's going to sit there and be like, uh, how am I going to get through this shot? And I have to do this in how many days? No, that, that's that's for like a lot of these restrictions. The reason certain choices is to get better performance in the storytelling and the character stuff. So sci-fi gets more complex. You have to be more specific with the ideas and the clarity of the design. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to go to our next question from. Uh, Chintera, I'm sorry if I say your name, Chintera, I think, maybe. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, hi there. Hey. I'm, I'm a big fan of your work, and also thanks for liking my art over on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Um, I like a lot of people's work. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, anyway, my question is, um, it's about my favorite Ventrux scene, but how much personality and design change? design change do you go through like 
through the pilot, like through everything. Uh, for uh, for avocado, um, mm-hmm. I so avocado, yeah, his design changed. I'd say the m- most drastic. Well, mm-hmm. other than Quinn, I think Quinn's design is completely different. Lord Commander, like Lord Commander, and his sidekick were super like slapsticky, and yeah, I, like I thought it would be better to design him in the same kind of vein, but just like really simplified and then when he gets sicker through season one you know you get a better um you, you get a, a more obvious transition of character you know when someone that. from good to bad so that's why lord commander commander's design is so simple is so you see that obvious change in his character throughout yeah. this so it's like every we did about eight different you know um transitions you know from stage one to stage eight for each episode mm-hmm. of Lord Commander. And that's a new rig, you know, in Harmony, a new, a new model that the animators have to create every single time. And uh, basically, you know, animate through the restrictions of the show. But, you know, for Avocado, um, I'd say, you know, he probably made the second um, biggest change out of all the characters just because um, the, the way that we approached his facial features and our... Um, past and director Mike Roberts took passes at these at these characters too, that we both kind of tag teamed it and turned it to to what it is now. And yeah, I'd say Avocado probably made the most drastic one. And all their color, you know, all their color, their overall design too took, you know, went through a whole like overhaul for the most part. Yeah. Um, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Good night. Yeah, you too. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, I think Tiny's is next in line for asking a question. Um, And then if we have any more after that, uh, we can look at that. But then we have some more questions in our little question chat. So Tiny's, take it away. I'm not next. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Citra, I think is how you say your name. I'm not sure. And here you go. All right. So <laughs> I'm so hey. sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to meet all of you. <clears throat> um. So first, thank you for liking my post on Instagram. Yeah. And by the way, and- I just um i i love all the art that you guys make on for our show it nothing makes me more happy <laughs> than seeing that stuff uh and i check it daily i'm very uh hardwired <laughs> to look at that stuff but i see it all for the most part i'm sorry keep going <laughs> um that's a big thing first so um my first question is, is your work hard when you work on Final Space? Is it like a tough that that spends your spend uh, that? Yeah, is it is it tough to um, to make the show um, for the most part? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd. I'd say, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty challenging for the most part to make the show just because, um, 
you know, every season has different, uh, um, you know, different challenges, different things that kind of come up uh, that can um, make it a little bit harder to to make, um, you know, certain decisions and and ideas and and figure out ways to push the show. Um, but you know. I'd say the challenging part is just, you know, trying to be as creative as possible, but the, the, for the most part, it's, it's pretty great. You know, I, I love working the artists that we find and, um, they always bring something great to the table. We always try to find people that have good personality and, um, want to bring something special to the show. And yeah, it's really, it's really great to kind of, you know, be a part of that and, uh, and make something um, you know, better and better every season. So I, I love it. I'd rather be working on this show a lot of the times than most things. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. And I have another, is it okay if I ask? Uh, I I think it's up to, what do you think, Gabe? Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so, what do you? F- how do you feel about third and further? How do I feel about uh, the you know later seasons, seasons that were coming? Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm especially excited this season. Um, it's just it's just fun. You know, it's fun to be able to you know keep working with this the same group of people, and uh, you know they're all so talented and and fun to work with. That's that's what excites me. Is 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 that collaboration aspect, but also like, what are we going to do different? What, what, what part of this adventure, you know, this is all, you know, serialized too, for the most part that it's, it's kind of cool to see where we're going to take the story next and the characters, you know, it's a lot of fun. Really, really dig it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a lot of fun. It's definitely different because now, because we're all working, you know, at home and hope everyone's enjoying their quarantine time playing, been playing a lot of games if I have any free time. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, still fun and it's great that animation allows us to kind of still make, you know, the show while if you were doing live action, it's a little bit more difficult of a situation to be in. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good, it's a good time in a weird way. It's kind of a good time for animation just because I think there's going to just be a need for more of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'd say, yeah, it's, I'd say it's a lot of fun. I, I love, I love doing it. Very good. Well, uh, thank you for your question. And, uh, guess we'll move on to tiny's now yeah it was great to meet you tiny's do you have your question hello um, all right um i'll also be reading out um some questions for people who aren't in the call that's all right yeah all right. Yeah, no, that's totally cool um i'm i'm you know i i've got time you guys so if you just throw out whatever you whatever you got all right, that's that's great. Um, so, first question um, from Finn: uh, What are some other projects that you've worked on before? Um, well, I um, man, it's been a lot of projects. So, I'd say 
the projects that I've worked on the most was probably Flapjack was the first one I worked on at a out of uh, college because I went to school. We were all in the same class with all those guys um, that made the show. So um, yeah, it was fun to kind of work on that stuff and develop it in college while we were still in school. And um, uh, Bob's Burgers was another one. Um, DuckTales I worked on too. Um, and then a bunch of shows that were only on air oh, on on air for like a season or maybe two or I one season that was 13 episodes worked for a year and a half on the show and it never it's never it's never going to see the light of day and we did 13 episodes fully animated too it's crazy people just spend crazy money on this stuff um but um yeah, you know, it's like Flapjack was cool. It was cool to be in um, uh, children's animation, you know, teen animation. Uh, I think I definitely like making content more for like teens and adults. It's it's a lot more fun. But Flapjack was cool because it was it was leaning more towards teens when we were making that stuff. Um, Yo Gabba Gabba, I worked on um, a while back on the initial. Um, pilot because Alex Hirsch and I uh, and our other friend Sean Jimenez we worked together to make a, a short animated piece and that was a cool thing like we in college we would you know always all work together and make stuff together and that was what's really fun about animation what I miss about college is kind of doing that stuff just working on your films and then getting people to uh, do voices so like Hirsch would do voices for my films and we would animate stuff together in flash. And then, uh, he, uh, and then vice versa, stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot of fun doing that stuff. Um, yeah. DuckTales was a lot of fun. Future worm was a really cool show to work on at Disney, even though Disney didn't really push it that much. It was still a lot of fun. And where I met a lot of the people that ended up working on final space, um, and where eventually I went from being like a character design supervisor to uh, art director. Uh, and Bob's Burgers, Bob's Burgers was probably, you know, my my second baby <laughs> to Final Space since I started at the very beginning of. Um, it started at the very beginning of Bob's Burgers when it started. So that was cool, you know. And that and that show had the same sort of. Um, um, you know, that, that's, that, that show had the same sort of issue or not issue, but the same sort of approach that final space had, you know, they had a, um, uh, whatchamacallit, they had a, a pilot that was done that was both like really, really, um, uh, rough, rough around the edges. And, um, are we, can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, cool. I've seen some stuff going on with this curtain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, both like Final Space and Bob's had the thing where they had, you know, pilots that were done for YouTube and then were picked up by a big company and turned into what they are today. And like when we were designing Bob's, you know, it looked, I don't know if you guys, have you guys ever seen the show Sanjay and Craig? 
Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so Sanjay, Sanjay and Craig, the guy who created that look, his name is Jay Howell. He's a street artist, right, in San Francisco. And Lauren, the guy, uh, Lauren Bouchard, who created Burgers, was a huge fan of his as an artist. So um, they, he basically designed the characters of Bob in his style, which kind of, you know, the animated version of that style of if they if you really stick to his street art style is Sanjay and Craig. So Bob's though, they wanted that show to look to fit in the, the Fox brand, you know, between family guy and the Simpsons, which is why they had us kind of take the pilot version, which was like an adult swim cutout type of show and turn it into like a Simpsons like show. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool because, you know, being able to be at the, be there at the ground floor and design all the characters that are in the show and like a lot of main characters that are still big parts of the show is awesome. So it's cool to see, you know, my work still for the show every episode. And, you know, and I still work with the, the studio that created it. Bento box and I work with them constantly have off and on for 10 years. So that's nice. And that's a big thing is, is ultimately what I learned over my career is, is that, you know, relationships are 50% this whole business. And a lot of it is, is, you know, making sure that you're, you're keeping the same vibes that you had at the initial beginning of why you wanted to be an animator and art in the first place of like, you know, I want to make cool stuff. I want to do my own thing. I want to make my own stuff. I want to, you know, um, let people see the art that I've created. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's been cool to kind of see those, those, how those relationships have helped me from, you know, Bob's and to final space. And, you know, in final space, I got that opportunity for art direction and I didn't know anything about Olin and, and I had seen maybe one of his videos before I saw the pilot. And, uh, I didn't think, I didn't think much of his stuff just, and I still haven't seen a lot of his, uh, his videos. I hope he doesn't dock me for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just thought I like, I just liked the idea of final space without even knowing Olin. I just thought it was a, a cool show idea. And, uh, you know, they had a, a, an opportunity where they were looking for an art director and I went for the interview, you know, made a good impression on Olin. And um, because I had worked with uh, one of the producers on Bob's, you know, he happened to be working on Final Space 2 um, as a producer. So, you know, that helped me get my foot in the door to make a good impression on Olin. And, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know, if you guys ever get an opportunity like that, you know, to, to be in comics or animation or, or anything creative, it's so important to kind of have those, those allies and stuff like that. Cool. Um, I think that, I think that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I'm derailing. No, you're good. You're, no. That was great. You're good. Uh, I think Tiny's and I are going to bounce back and forth between questions that are up here that people didn't get to ask. Um, yeah. 
<coughs> so I'll I guess. Read you just, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. They ask. Uh, um, this is pretty big. Uh, was there ever an episode con that was scrapped? If uh, we can like narrow that down to a more specific, um, like, what was your favorite concept that was scrapped? Um, if you're allowed to you, talk about, that. well, I mean, to to be honest, I that would be more of a question to ask Ben or Olin, because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'm so focused on what the task at hand is that a lot of the stuff that's going on with the writing doesn't really involve me until the final piece is is ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like when they're ready, when they're ready, when the ingredients are ready to go to the cook, <laughs> that's when the, you know, you, you go and you pick it. Yeah. Uh, that so that's, sense. that's kind of, I don't really get to see too much of, of that. It's definitely a collaborative process where, you know, Olin will talk to me, ask me questions about something, and then I'll, I'll tell him what I think. And, you know, Ben and I share an office. Well, obviously not now, but Ben and I share an office and we have over the last two seasons um, or last season and this season. And uh, it just makes for, we get along so well that it makes for a better kind of environment to be creative and talk about his ideas that I can implement into the show, you know, for design and that sort of thing. And yeah. I guess a, uh, a better version of that question that I guess would pertain more to you would be like, have you ever presented a concept that you really liked that just wasn't really picked up by, you know, the story that didn't really fit in the story as well as much? Um, to, to, to tell you the truth, um, no, that, that actually hasn't really happened. It's actually happened the opposite way where uh-huh. Olin is so awesome. I mean, they're, these guys are so great, Olin and David and, um, and, and Ben, that they want to hear ideas from different people. So, um, you know, Olin's written specific things just for me because he kn- he knew I'd have fun <laughs> doing it. <laughs> you know, so it's like the whole, you know, when they're writing those like Velociraptor dinosaur things. I was I was about to bring up Dino Riders. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. He knows what a ner- what a huge nerd I am for for dinosaurs and and Dino Riders and stuff like that. That um. He he told me he's like, hey Devo, I'm gonna write in a Dino Riders part for you, and I want you to do that, and I want you to design this, blah 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 blah. And so that was great, and um, you know, like um, most every idea I've come up with, the, the, he said, let's let's go for it, you know, let's do it, you know. With obviously, there's you know the the collaboration and brainstorming and stuff like that, but you know coming up with the the sketches and like initial ideas for certain things um, is really fun uh, to do at, especially at this stage, you know, the, the pre-design stage where we're not fully into full production of design yet, yeah. where you, it's a lot of just like experimenting and, and trying different things and, and seeing what you could do to, to make the show better. Um, Cause I, I, that's just something I've always noticed in animation regardless of what genre of animation it is, is that there's always growth. You know, there's like growing stages of a TV show or movie where like the first season is figuring itself out. And then the second season is like, okay, we got an idea. 
And then boom, like third and fourth season, those are like when it's, you know, hitting its, um, its wave. And I think anybody would, would agree, you know, most shows that you enjoy, it, it gets better after like the second season, third season. You know, sometimes I'd say, you know, nowadays it's probably getting more precise and and things are becoming more clever and whatnot. So you probably get more things right off the bat that are um, doing well. But I I like having a show that is showing obvious like growth through the stage of just because it always gives you something new to look for something something refreshing that will make it make the feel make the show feel more organic and less like it was built by robots type yeah. of thing you know has has more of a more of a soul to it so it's it's great you know and it's things that i really wanted to do at, at season 1 we kind of hinted at and now i feel like we're starting to get into that groove of what we really want to do with like the visuals and stuff yeah. So, which, you know, hopefully you guys have noticed. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, change. the dev art that's come out already and uh, the boards and stuff, been, we really enjoyed. <laughs> oh my God. Like those were amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, a lot of, a, a lot of this stuff too is, um, you know, I, I really, when I'm working with uh, our artists, I really try to make them feel comfortable in the sense of that, they can feel like there's trust that they can do the type of art that they believe is, is good. And I, I never, I never want to be super micromanagey um, or anything like that because I, I don't really feel like it shows trust in the person that you're working with. And I think, I think letting, letting people kind of excel at what they do best and just obviously opening that communication, talking to them about what they like, what they dislike about, you know, making art and stuff like that makes it easier to figure out what types of assignments to give to a specific artist. But for the most part, we let our artists kind of, you know, take the reins and, and run with it. You know, I'm sure you've seen most of our like character designers and background artists and stuff posting when they were able to posting art, um, showing, how excited they were about what they had made and stuff like that. So it's good. It's, it makes me feel happy that, you know, everybody enjoys working on the show. And, um, I, I want anybody that has an opportunity to jump, you know, on with us, feel comfortable that, you know, if they, you know, really want to do something dope, this is a great opportunity for them because there's a lot, a lot of projects out there that, May or less, you know, can, you know, maybe just don't have the same like um, opportunities to to kind of have free reign to do what you want. Um, but you know, not to say that there isn't like guidelines or anything. At this point, we've created some pretty, you know, solid guidelines of how to make the show and whatnot. Now, people kind of just slip in and can really shine and and bring their best put their best foot forward and, and push this show as, as far as we can. And, and, you know, like Jamfield is, is awesome. Our animation team up in, um, up in Canada, 
and they they've been so awesome just from the, the get-go of being amazing animators especially in harmony and with the turn turnaround time that they have to to make this stuff look dynamic in the 2d realm 3d that it's great to to have all that stuff come back to us and then we you know put it all in uh, after effects and composite the show together and try to make it look badass as possible um but yeah 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 it's always it's, it's always fun you know doing these types of interviews and stuff and uh always talking to crew members who really praise you and olin uh for giving them that creative freedom because uh you know they've come from projects where it was you know super super strict um or this is their first project and they're like i i hope i don't go to another project and it's like super strict because i love this kind of almost free form atmosphere um even though it does have guidelines it's kind of a blessing and a um i don't know kind of bad sometimes for 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 us uh just because i think artists get such good work out of out of the whole um, production that you know <laughs> it's e- and and our hiatus times in between seasons pretty long but i think that's going to be a lot better now that we've got more projects to work on and stuff like that so it'll be easier to keep artists on but a lot of the times it's harder to, it's hard to keep designers on for a certain amount of time but the great thing is is that they do such great work on our show that they build like awesome portfolios oh, and yeah, it's easy to like netflix or cartoon network or something yeah. like that yeah, it's it's house. great going through uh, their websites and you know watching their reels and stuff, and you're like, wow, yeah, this yeah. is this is really good work. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's you know I was a you know I was a production artist for a long long time, and I jumped around and moved you know up my my ladder in my career and stuff like that. So I understand when when people need to make you know that, that creative choice of like what what is going to be more most fulfilling for them in their careers. I, I want this to be more of like an incubator just to make cool shit where we're just, <laughs> and that's why I want to work with the Olin as much as possible. And, and him and I, him and I get along so well is that we just want to make cool stuff together, you know, and he's just an animal when it comes to pitching ideas and, um, you know, coming up with show ideas and stuff. So I hope we get to make stuff for a long time. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're going to do one or two more questions. I, I want to get, make sure Tiny's gets uh, her question in. So. Please go ahead. Yeah. If she's here. Oh, did you want to read out? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll just ask my question. Go ahead and ask um, your question. We'll, if we have time, we'll, we'll see if we can fit some, a couple more in. Do it. Right. Rock and roll. Um, it's <laughs> just, uh, who's the most challenging character for you to draw out of like the whole character cast? Um, Bolo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well bolo's the the craziest one he, he's he's definitely the one that is the the most cool well one of the most cool characters to look at but probably there's just the most like intricate in in design um out of the show's design in general but um yeah i'd say he's probably the most difficult um obviously mooncake would be the easiest <laughs> mm. <laughs> or maybe if we'll maybe this season we'll just have well we do have kevin but he's kind of complicated but maybe we'll just do like i don't know maybe we'll just do like a balloon with an eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Uh, here's a quick. I just thought of a question. Um, off of that a little bit. Um, can you mention a little bit where that inspiration for Bolo came from? That whole that that the Titan look. Um. Yeah, I think when we were doing it, we were looking at a lot of like mythological statues, creatures, that sort of thing. A lot of Greek mythology um, was kind of thrown in there. Maybe a little bit of Asian influence kind of mixed together. All right. Um, yeah, and it, it was just kind of a, a amalgam. I don't know, kind of just like a hosh posh of a bunch of different types of things that ultimately came out to look dope. Very cool. And yeah, that that designer was Justin Knoll, who designed the initial one. And we kind of went back and forth for a while until we figured out like what the Titan should actually look like. And now they're all just like really beastly. <laughs> items in the world and they're they're meant to be probably the coolest looking ones you know the less the least cartoony of the whole design of final space yeah so oh, cool yeah uh i think yeah. we have time for a couple more questions um from josh galang um <laughs> What is the uh, ah. <laughs> the most challenging scene uh, you've had to visualize for Final Space, if you've got one? Most challenging scene so far. Because huh. there's easy, I mean, not easy ones, but I mean, they're, they're all really fun. I'd say probably the most challenging was the fortress that Gary... And his mom go into that one was pretty challenging at first because we didn't know how we were going to handle the squeezy, squeezy walls and stuff. Mm. I had a bunch of complicated ideas. We like made 3D models of it at first and then ended up just <laughs> with something really simple. Um, well, probably the Arachnitech thing was kind of mm. difficult to figure out at the very beginning how we were going to approach doing that. Because the thing is, is that, you know, the writers and Olin and stuff, they like to write a lot of crazy stuff. Right. <laughs> in the strip. <laughs> so trying to visualize what that stuff is going to look like is, is kind of stressful at times. And uh, that's that the pre-design gets a little bit stressful just because you don't know what a lot of this like super out there, you know, stuff is going to look like but for you know creating new vehicles ships weapons stuff like that that stuff is all fun it's it's great and at this point we've designed so many different types of ships um that we have a lot of background you know um noise as far as like just needing stuff to throw in the background or whatnot but um when we go to new environments you know obviously we have to create new kind of vehicles to fit that world so it's um luckily we've kind of just stayed in that harsh like um blade runnery type of design aesthetic yeah. meets uh meets star trek so everything's been kind of sticking in that world yeah but yeah i'd, I'd say i the arachnitech one was 
I had no idea where that was going to go because they were just saying Spiderweb Nebula. <laughs> Very specific. At the time, yeah, and painting and painting nebulas is really tough to do, um, especially when um, you're trying to do it by hand. And, and which is why I, I at the beginning decided to do kind of like this this mix of Hubble telescope images. Yeah. And kind of painted texturing mixed together just to kind of create that sort of guardians of the galaxy um, sort of vibe. Hold on one second. I got to let my cat out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah. So, you know, for that whole uh, guardians of the galaxy sort of thing, um, that that's, that's kind of how working under those constraints, you can come up with a cool idea that will eventually, um, oh, my cat's name is <laughs> Philby. And so he's, he's my boy. And the, the reason that I came up with that name, it's an HG Wells character from the time machine. Uh, very nice. Um, so yeah, um, I'd say the Arachnitech was probably the most uh, difficult one out of all that. Cool. And I think we're going to fit in one more question here from uh, Nate. Um, what inspired you to uh, become uh, or get into this profession of uh, animation, art direction, character design, et cetera? Um, and then just I'm going to add on to that. Uh, what inspiration can you give to people who are uh, you know, trying to think about similar careers? Yeah. Um, well, I think what inspired me was, um, I think dinosaurs at the very beginning, like I said, like when I was younger, dinosaurs, um, really kind of inspired me, um, drawing comics, um, and, uh, Jurassic Park really changed my life (laughs) in in a crazy way. Yeah. Um, really kickstarted. I mean, along with animation stuff I used to watch, but I really wanted to be a comic book artist at the beginning of my career. And it wasn't until, um, you know, getting inspiration just from these different places and, you know, having, um, having a, a family that was uh, supportive was, was really awesome too. Um, mom and dad weren't artists or anything like that. My dad was a, um, a postal worker. My mom worked for a hospital, but they, uh, they both, uh, really kind of let me, um, find whatever I was enjoying. So it was drawing and painting and stuff like that. And so my dad was always like supportive of you know, helping me do that. And it's, you know, allowed me to, to draw and do those sorts of things. It was, it was nice. Um, and I think, you know, being able to meet the people in animation, that was the thing, you know, my dad like collects a lot of, um, you know, he's a postal worker and retired as a postal worker, but he likes collecting autographs and he's a big autograph collector, you know, just as like a hobby, you know, he's a very hobby oriented type of person. So it was cool to, um, see him 
find excitement in the things that I like to do. So if there was like uh, an animated cartoon or something, and obviously, you know, I grew up in Glendale too, grew up in, in LA. So being in the area, it definitely made it easier for my dad to kind of try to knock on the door of Warner Brothers, you know, or go try to take a tour at a studio just so his son could kind of see what animators do. Um, which was, was cool. He, you know, he was always just trying to find like field trips to kind of take, take me on and, and do this type of stuff. I think to kind of get inspired. And it was cool to see like artists sitting there drawing, having a good time wearing, you know, their regular clothes, drawing the cartoons that I love to watch. You know, it was really, it was really awesome to kind of see that all come into play. And the artists, the biggest takeaway for me though, was the artists lending their time, really just like stopping what they're doing, you know, showing a drawing or showing, showing something. It was very like, very inspiring and made me want to be an artist and just draw like cartoons and comics and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And ended up, um, just kind of doing doing that and um, getting into a um, kind of groove where I was able to take like um, um, you know I was able to get an internship because of my dad like taking to a book signing that um, like if an artist or a creator of a show would be signing at or voice actors like. He'd take, he'd take me like voice actors too. They'd be like the Animaniacs would be, um, <laughs> you know, signing uh, autographs and stuff like that. Okay. And I was like 15, totally being into it. And yeah, my dad just like taking me and, and meeting one of these like creators and them like offering me to come for like a, a, a summer sort of um, internship and and just soak it all in regardless of what it was I was doing. I wasn't doing any art. It was just uh, like pushing papers and doing, picking up trash and stuff like that. But it was good to kind of like be around that at an early age in like high school and stuff, just to kind of see how it all worked that, um, yeah, being able to see, you know, these artists, these influences and and able to like, not necessarily touch it, but, but, realize that it's a possible thing is is really cool and and obviously i think the biggest thing to take away from this is you know i this my whole career has been a journey and it's still been a pretty long journey um for the most part because i still have things that i want to do like stories and personal stories that i want to tell um other visual things i want to get into um but it, it's it's good to know that you know a lot of this didn't come easy. You know, I definitely had um, was lucky to have the support of a good of a good family. But it's it's kind of like what you make out of an opportunity that comes your way. So regardless of you know being able to have a dad take me and, and meet my favorite creator of my favorite cartoon uh, and be able to to do interning, I think being able to just 
in a situation where you get, get your foot in the door, it's like what you do with it. What, what do you, um, take away from the experience and how do you use it to help motivate you to move forward? And, you know, and not to, not to be discouraged by having hard days, you know, or, or, or years even (laughs) where you feel like your art's not getting anywhere or you're not getting good enough because all that stuff passes eventually. And you get to a point where it's more just, um, natural and things, um, that you draw that are coming out of your head are a lot easier to realize and you have a lot more fun with it. But definitely those years of, of, of struggling and and doing, you know, (laughs) mundane jobs, like small jobs for your friends or for like rocket punk concert posters or stuff like that. Anything to kind of get you, you know, working and, and, and being creative, I think is all positive regardless of what it is, because ultimately you'll, you'll get, you'll get shots come that will come your way, but you know, it's not all going to come your way. You, you have to make an effort. You have to make an effort to go out and grab these things, talk to people, you know, yep. don't be, don't be shy to talk to a teacher or talk to someone that you admire or if, you know, obviously if it's in a, um, orderly fashion, but you know, it's good to, to reach out to people and, and keep those conversations of, you know, people that could get you work or recruiters, um, teachers, schools, any, any opportunities that you see where you could be creative and someone wants to, to, to take you on. That's an opportunity of, this is something that I could store away on my resume on, on my life portfolio, you know, because, um, you're constantly going to be adjusting that portfolio year after year after year. And I've, I used to be in the frame of mind of when you're making a portfolio and sending it to a studio where, you know, you want to just put the, the, um, the strongest pieces of every angle of your work. So meaning that, you know, the strongest figure drawings, the strongest construction drawings, the strongest story drawings, the strongest just creative drawings of just like, what do you do when you're not like trying to be an animator (laughs) types, types of things, just anything that shows your full personality. And, and then once you, you work and you, and you end up, you know, and, and you create good relationships and you're just a good person to work with and you're just moving on and getting jobs in the future, it gets easier and easier and easier. And you don't care about what's in your portfolio and you, you just want to add to it and just be proud of what you're doing. Um, and I think, you know, that's what you try to do is you, is you take every job, regardless of what it is, and what you think it is, as far as like, is it? dumb or is it designed stupid looking or something like that? It's, it's kind of, what are you going to make out of this experience? You know, you got to do the job and you got to do it at the best of your ability. And that's really going to show good signs of being able to do bigger things than what you're doing. Um, I, I posted, um, I don't know if you guys saw on my Twitter, 
a little like maybe like a few ago, but I posted a really good interview with James Cameron. And it's when he, after he made Titanic, I think just before I, I don't remember, but, um, but it's a really good he his approach to being like successful in anime or not or just in any creative field or anything you're doing is so on point to the things that I want to do and the things or not want to do but the 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 the, the um, mantras of of thinking when it comes to self doubt or um, being creative or you know, being a leader or just being a good worker and that sort of thing. And his path is awesome. Like where he came from, you know, and he came from, you know, production design and ended up being a director. But before that he was like a truck driver and we all had, you know, I had all my, my shit jobs that I did before <laughs> getting into animation. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't always easy. I had a lot, a lot of shit jobs before I got jobs and not in but um yeah i think um you know it, it's you should you sh- you guys should take a look at it if you get it's because it's really really inspiring and i i look back at it anytime that i need that boost because it's just got some really good energy that will kind of inspire you and want you to um you you'll want to go ahead and, and make that next thing that you're going to make but um I'd say, yeah, I'd say just, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, just keep, um, keep working, working at it, you know, because if you don't put the the time in, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to compete with everybody else, you know, with everyone else that's trying to get into animation and, um, you know, it's like, it's like sports. I'm, I'm, I don't know if any, any better comparison where you've got talent that's coming in every single year and it's making it more and more interesting, more and more competitive every time it comes in. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing and it's a scary thing sometimes. But if, you, if you've done the work, it's not really so scary. And you've made the relationships. It's, it's actually a really, really awesome thing. Um, and it's great to always work with like new people. I love, love working with new people and, but also working with people that I've want to keep close as far as, you know, having support with ideas and, and whatnot. But it's also, yeah, I, I want to work with new people that are going to bring fresh ideas to the table and, and make something that we're, you know, working on together beneficial for both of us, yeah. you know, not only myself, but the artists that I'm working with. Right. Especially Olin, you know, I, I look at my relationship with Olin as partnership in the sense of I'm here to help him visualize to the best of my ability what he wants out of his career in animation and whatnot. And as long as I'm getting the respect and he's getting the respect from me, it's going to be great. And it's been awesome yeah and i've never had that i've had that experience loosely but i i've had it i haven't had a great i mean i've had great experiences but i'd say this is probably the best one because 
of the freedom that Olin gives me to make this. And uh, I, I just like doing sci-fi and whatnot. So I, I would love to keep doing it Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Thank you so I, much. I'll add to that. <laughs> Please like jump in and let me know if I'm derailing or anything like that. No, you're good. I, uh, I think we're going to wrap up uh, here. Um, um before i wanted to say this before yeah, go ahead. Um, but i i wanted to continue with the questions it was just yeah. sort of like um a thank you um for replying to one of our one of my tweets uh about asking whether avocado was green or blue <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know it was funny because i had to think about that for a little bit because uh, i've seen and i and i and i know how it could be seen in different lights per se, because um, I've designed his color in, in certain fashions where we, we need it to kind of help support the story. And a lot of the times I I got mixed up to the point where I was like, man, we had him green here at one point, but what is his base color again? No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to, to help in that um, debate. Uh, There's still a lot of chaos. The time. <laughs> oh, I know. Really? Oh man. Um. Yeah, I, I still argue about it to this day. Really. <laughs> Despite the tweet. Would it? Would it? Would it be hurtful if I changed his color this season? <laughs> he's yellow. Like, I. That's. I. I think he's yellow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's. Uh, hopefully, we get to. Uh, we get some more action this season and more Ventrexian, Ventrexian action yeah. from these guys. Um, awesome. Yeah, when working with Cody too, Cody is such a great guy. Avocado. He is born to be that man. Absolutely. <laughs> that Ventrexian. Well, you, you meet Cody and you're just like, wow, you, you, this, this character is you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and him and Olin have such a great like relationship. Oh yeah, you know, their dynamic just, is just it's, awesome. Yeah, it's like Gary and Avocado in real life constantly. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up our questions. And uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for no, joining us. Yeah, anytime. And uh, thank you all for uh, being so awesome and supportive in the community. Um, I'm. I'm proud to I'm proud to say that it's it definitely makes me happy to see that you guys love the show um and it makes it easier to um um and more exciting to make the show every season. So, I can't wait to keep doing it and to keep making more stuff. But, you know, I know Olin um he he listens to you guys and he um is constantly hearing you guys out and only wants the best for the show and for for everybody that's watching it. So, um, yeah, we, we try to listen to you guys, you know, and, and we love the work that you put up. We try to switch that man, that, uh, fan art wall has gotten so big <laughs> at this point that we have to like rotate it almost like mid season now. So we are probably going to start doing that where we update it every yeah half through. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to Devo for joining me today. I want to thank everyone who also joined us 
in the Discord server to ask questions. That was crazy, I know. Uh, thank you for jumping into it with me. It's a completely new thing. I'm sorry for the background noise, for the cutouts, for internet issues. That's going to happen with these types of things. But I'm really excited to have something to you know help us get through this time. Uh, of course, we want to remind you to stay healthy, stay safe. Um, please do your best to stop the spread of uh, this horrible, horrible thing that's going on right now. Um, we're, of course, praying for you, um, praying that you keep safe. Um, you Once again, just a reminder, always wash your hands. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping we get to do a few more of these um, along the way to kind of help your sanity <laughs> through this boredom. Um, as always, my name is Gabe Jones. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gabriel W. Jones. And you can follow the show Into Final Space at Into Final Space on Instagram and Twitter. Season three is coming super soon. Super excited. Uh, 23 fans, 23 crew members. It's going to be awesome. We're going to go over every episode uh, with a fan and a crew member, and it's, it's going to be great. Thank you again for listening. Uh, to those who joined me live, huge, huge thanks. Dedivo, thank you very much. Um, you'll see him again next season on the podcast. And uh, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, <laughs> have a good one. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Thanks, guys.